0: Hi, I'm Keith Moore, and we welcome you to Faith School. Faith School is the place where my spirit is fed, where my faith grows stronger, and where I learn how to be an overcomer. Hallelujah. Faith is so important to God. In fact, without it, Scripture said it is impossible to please Him. And one of the reasons why that is so is because uh, without faith, uh, he is restricted from doing all he wants to do for us. He's a father. He cares about his children and a parent is not pleased when their child is not doing well and when the child doesn't have all the needs met and even good desires fulfilled. And faith is the key. To that happening in our life. God can do anything. I mean, if he is God, if he is the creator, he has the power, he has the wisdom, the knowledge and the understanding. But what many, uh, even church going people have not understood, it's not all up to God. He, It's not just all up to what he decides for us. Uh, repeatedly, Jesus looked at people and he said, your faith has saved you. Your faith has made you whole. According as you have believed, so be it unto you. According to your faith. So we don't receive according to what God can do. We don't even receive according to what is his will. We receive according to our faith. And faith is a a boldness and a confidence. It involves a knowing what God's will is, and a knowing what He has already bought and, and provided for, given to us, and a, a boldness to lay hold of it and take it and believe you receive it. Now, if you hear that and inside you just go, I, <laughs> I don't, how can I do that? I just don't have any, kind. well, that's because your faith is weak. And when your faith is weak, it hasn't been fed, it hasn't been exercised and developed, anything just seems overwhelming to you when your faith is very weak. But when your faith gets stronger, you begin to realize what used to seem utterly impossible seems reachable. And then as your faith gets even stronger, you begin to get sassy with the enemy and go, well, of course God can do this. (laughs) But that doesn't come just by wishful thinking. It doesn't come just by uh, so-called praying, which is actually begging sometimes in people's cases. It doesn't come by just begging and begging God for it. Uh, Faith, it, it works a lot like the muscles in your body. They have to be fed and they have to be used. And if you'll feed them and exercise them day in, day out, they will grow stronger. So get your Bible, get something to make a note with. Come on into the class with us and let's feed our faith today. Father, all of us agree together is touching this, asking you for utterance, for the anointing, for revelation, for direction, for help. And what we confessed in the beginning of the the class, that we would be fed in our spirit and that our faith would be uh, quickened. And that we would uh, learn what we need to learn to win in whatever situation we're in today and that which is coming tomorrow. We ask for it. We thank you for it. We praise you for it. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thank you, Lord. If you would look in the scriptures today to Hebrews, the third chapter, scriptures we've been looking at uh, for some time now because we're talking about Overcoming unbelief. In Hebrews 3 and 7, he says, Wherefore, as the Holy Spirit says, Today, if you will hear His voice, harden not your hearts. Say that out loud, class. Harden not your hearts, as in the day of provocation, in the day of temptation, in the wilderness, when your fathers tempted me. Proved me, saw my works forty years, wherefore I was grieved with that generation, and said they do always err in their heart, and they have not known my ways. Now here he mentions the uh, heart, and a little bit later on he talks about verse 12, take heed, brethren, lest there be in any of you an evil heart of unbelief. Romans 10 says that with the heart, man believes. The heart is not the same as the head. Somebody might say, well, Brother Keith, you, you're putting your hands on your stomach. I mean, that's, that's not your heart. We're not talking about your blood pump. We're not talking about an internal organ. When the scripture refers to the heart of man, in most cases, it's not talking about an organ It'd be like you cut down a tree and you point to the center and go, that's the heart of the oak, the heart of the pine, or the heart of a watermelon. What does that mean? The core, the inner part. And Peter talks about the hidden man of the heart. That's the part of your being that you believe with, that you love with, uh, that you perceive a communication from God, not... Your head. Proverbs 3 talks about that. said, trust in the Lord with all of your heart. Lean not to your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge him, and he shall direct your paths. So a big part of being directed, led by the Lord, directed by the Lord, is that you follow what you get in your heart. That is not reasoning, that's not logic, that's not intelligence, that's not knowledge. That is a a sensing, a knowing, a perceiving in the heart, and it's a choice of the heart. Now this is important to, to discern because some have imagined that faith is like knowledge, and that if you learn enough, then you'll have a lot of faith. But no, you can know all kind of things and be faithless. Faith say it out loud. Faith, faith is, not of the head. is not of the head. It's of the heart. It's and see, when he's talking about what happened with them, he's referring that the problem was with their heart. And with God, it's always about the heart. And um, uh, thank God, in many cases, uh, even though you're making some mistakes with your head, if your heart's right toward him, he knows that. And he's always looking at the heart. But sometimes people will sit like this and say, well, God knows my heart. Well, yeah, he does. And that's not always a positive thing <laughs> for you. <laughs> he knows when your heart's not right. Right either, even though you're trying to con and fool other people. No, notice what he said. He said, harden not your hearts. And then he said, verse 12, take heed, brethren, lest there be in any of you an evil heart of unbelief in departing from the living God. Exhort one another daily while it's called today lest any of you be hardened through the deceitfulness of sin. Now he he just got through talking about what What part of you would be hardened through this process? Your heart. And he says, we're made partakers of Christ if we hold the beginning of our confidence steadfast to the end. While it is said today, if you will hear his heart, say it again, harden not your hearts as in the provocation. So why does he keep saying this over and over again? Because that is the big issue. And notice what he said we're made partakers of Christ if we hold the beginning of our confidence steadfast to the end. Oftentimes, people have begun well. They got stirred up, they saw something in God, and they were excited about it, and they went after it. But over a, a, a passage of some time, people can get weary in well-doing, and if everything doesn't happen just the way they thought it would or wanted it to, they can become disillusioned and actually get hardened, hardened, and over a period of time get harder and harder and more and more sarcastic and negative, pessimistic, judgmental. Now, you've seen this. And you've heard this around you. And the thing is, you don't want to let that get in you. You don't want to let that affect your heart. Instead of being hard-hearted, what do you want to be? Tender-hearted, right? tender what does that mean? That means you, you're, uh, you're soft in your response to God. And that'll make you that way towards other people too. That you're not just... Uh, always assuming the worst and, and always talking uh, failure and defeat. Now we've already studied this enough to see that that's what happened to them, that first generation of uh, Israelites, seed of Abraham that God brought out of uh, Egyptian bondage. They're, they were quick to say, we're all going to die out here. They were quick to say, you know, you, you brought us out here to perish and uh, Uh, And to be sarcastic, is it because there were no graves in Egypt that you brought us out here? Recognize that tone and make up your mind, I'm not going to talk like that. I'm not going to think like that. We live in a a society that thinks sarcasm is comedy. Hmm? A lot of comedy, modern comedy, is sarcasm. And uh, people just think, well, you know, that's just, they, they realize how negative it is maybe, but they think, oh, it's just funny. Well, no, it, it is a, a way of unbelief. It is a way of yielding to it. So you don't want to listen to a bunch of this, and you don't want to talk this, and you don't want to think like this, you don't want to be negative, you don't want to be pessimistic, you don't want to be defeatist, you don't want to be sarcastic. Right? Pessimistic. All of these are characteristics of evil unbelief. You hear it in their language how they talked. Said out loud, by the grace of God, I'm not going to talk that way. Said out loud, Father God. set a watch at the door of my mouth and alert me lest I speak negatively pessimistically, lest I speak defeat, failure, death, sarcasm, alert me so I recognize it. And with your help, I purpose to stop it and not do it. In Jesus' name. Amen. Now he will help you if you'll listen, if you'll receive it. And depending on how How entrenched you've been in that behavior. And the reason I say that is because people have grown up in households where this was just the way it was. And then where they work and you're surrounded by it. I mean, the world is just full of negativity and and sarcasm and all that kind of stuff. And so it's kind of like when you just go out into the world to do your job or to do your stuff or whatever it is, Uh, By the time you get back home, sometimes you can feel like you need a shower, right? And you got to watch, especially watching a bunch of stuff on TV, movies, internet stuff. You you, you like to think, well, I know better. That won't have any effect on me. Yeah, but faith comes by hearing and other junk comes by hearing too, You keep hearing it, hearing it, next thing you know, you'll blurt out some of that stuff sometime when you didn't mean to, and you realize, "Uh uh-oh, I've been listening to too much junk. Well, make a change, right? Cut it off. Make a change, because it's not just a right thing to do. When you need a miracle and you need an answer to prayer and help in your life, you don't want to go to believe God and a bunch of unbelief come out of your mouth. You want to be feeding uh, this into your spirit all the time so that when you do need it and before long, either you or somebody you know is going to need some help, right? Some help from God. I mean, you'll hardly make it through a day without you or somebody you know needing some serious help. And and so it'll be time to believe God and put away all the negative talk. And it's just so much easier when you just practice this day in and day out. It's just normal life for you so that when it comes time to really stand and believe, it's not a change for you. This is how you you always operate. Can you say amen, class? So be it. Well, so he says, take heed, brother, lest there be in any of you an evil heart of unbelief in departing from the living God and exhort one another daily. And that's what we're doing. I'm exhorting you right now about this. You can exhort yourself about it. You can exhort your friend, your spouse, each other. While it's called today, lest any of you be hardened through the deceitfulness of sin. Uh, go with me to Proverbs, if you would, the fourth chapter. Let's talk some more about what he was saying concerning the heart. The heart is uh, the, the, the scripture we're about to read. talks about that it is the, the, the source or the wellspring of life. In Proverbs 4 and verse 20, he said, "...My son, attend to my words." Incline your ear to my sayings. Let them not depart from your eyes. Keep them in the midst of your heart, for they are life to those that find them, and health to all their flesh. And keep your heart with all diligence, for out of it are the issues of life. Notice these instructions. This sounds similar to what the Lord told Joshua when he was to uh, take Moses' place in leading the people. He said, uh, this book of the law shall not depart out of your mouth, but you'll meditate in it night and day that you may observe to do all that's written therein. And he said, then you'll make your way prosperous and you'll have good success. Notice he was telling him that his their success and their victory was tied to a continual feeding and thinking meditating about what God had said. what do you mean about, on what part? everything, everything that he has said. I said, well well that's a lot yeah that's why it takes all day and night <laughs> right every day to cover it. Uh, I know uh, I had a lady one time that I was ministering to that had had a bunch of mental um, difficulties in fact she 'd been in and out of mental institutions for years, and while I was trying to minister to her about a, about some of this, I, I quoted that scripture to her the the this book of the law not depart out of your mouth you 'll meditate in it night and day and she interrupted me she said you you can't uh, you know meditate on the things of God night and day. Well you know the Lord must not have known that <laughs> right because <laughs> he told us to do it. No, I think he knew it. And, and, and just right up out of my spirit. I didn't think of it before then. It came right up out of my heart. I said, well, no, dear. I said, you're already thinking about something night and day. It's not, can you think about something night and day? You already are. And I said, it's obvious from all the torment and problems that you've had, you've been thinking on the wrong thing. Because the scripture said, Isaiah 26, 3, Thou will keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on thee. When you find yourself all upset and find yourself, you know, fearful and despondent and depressed, you've been thinking on the wrong thing. And it's your fault because it's your mind. And you could think on something else if you chose to. Now, I didn't say. It's, it's always easy <laughs> because wrong thoughts are persistent and the enemy will bring wrong thoughts to you and, and accompanied with wrong feelings and they're very real. They're spiritual. They're real. And he'll bring them against you a thousand times in a day. But that's where the good fight of faith comes in. You have to resist it and you have to do what the scripture said, casting down. Imaginations and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God, bringing into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ. Have you ever caught a thought? Huh? A thought came to you and you realize, uh uh-uh, uh, that's a bad thought. Grab that thought. <laughs> Grab it. Say, no, you don't. I'm not letting you run around in my head all day. No. And what do you do? Cast it down. Cast is a strong word. It means throw it. Throw it down. Now, the thing about the enemy, he's persistent. You may find yourself an hour from then, there's a thought scurrying, trying to come back. You say, I told you, shut up. No. Grab it, throw it down. Why? Because all of this is a ploy to infect your heart. Because if you let it rummage around in your head long enough, you know what that is? Meditation. Whether it's a good thing or bad, you can meditate on bad stuff just like you can meditate on good stuff. That's what most people do is just meditate the bad. They meditate the problem. And it's kind of like a computer uh, that's caught in a loop. (laughs) You ever seen a computer that's in a Uh, uh, a software loop, you know, it just keeps doing the same thing, same thing, same thing. Well, that's what the enemy tries to get you to do is go over and over. I got this bill coming to you. I got this bill coming to you. Oh, the bill's coming to you. Oh, the bill's coming to you. Because if you will meditate on that long enough, that will get down in your heart and affect your belief and fill you with fear. And that's how you fail. That's how you go down and stay down. Because you don't receive God's help that way. Even though it's available, you're not believing it. You're not reaching for it. You're not laying hold of it. And so when he says, um, look at it again, verse 20, my son, that means, you know, daughter too, Uh, all of us are sons of God. In Christ, there's neither male nor female. My son, attend to my words. Incline your ear to my sayings. Let them not depart from your eyes. Keep them in the midst of your heart. This is not hearing uh, a little sermonette for 15 minutes on Sunday. Of course, you come to our church, you're going to get more than that. <laughs> <laughs> but... Uh, uh, do you understand what I'm saying? This is not, is certainly not, hearing two messages a year on uh, Resurrection Sunday, some call Easter and Christmas. Uh, what is he telling us to do? He's saying, "Pay attention to his words. Incline your ear." Now, see, this is the opposite of being stiff-necked and, uh, you know, repelling. It's inclining. An incline is an angle. It's inclining towards God. And and it's doing like this. I want to hear, (laughs) right, what you're saying. And don't let them depart from your eyes. Keep them in the midst of your heart. I know from some, some experience, this is where so many folks are missing it. Uh, I went to visit a guy one time who was in a hospital uh, with some serious physical problems and I encouraged him to read some passages in the scripture and he said, oh, the Bible? I said, yeah. He said, I I read some of that one time. (laughs) I thought, okay, well, let's read some more. See, he, he had the idea, well, if he'd read over that ever, well, then that's that. no. No, does that, that's not what this sounds like, is it? Don't let them depart from your eyes. Keep them in the midst of your heart. What did Joshua say? This book of the law will not depart from your mouth, but you'll meditate in it. How much? Night and day. Day and night. Well, it's either day or night, right? So what, what does that mean? All the time. And like I was talking to this lady, a lot of people might have the same idea. Well, you can't think about the things of God night and day. You sure can. You're already thinking about something in connection to what you're doing. And if you're thinking on the wrong things, Romans 8 says to be carnally minded is death. It's a connection to death. Does it make any difference what you think on? That scripture in Romans 8 went on to say, to be spiritually minded is life and peace. What's the difference in what you think on? According to Romans 8, life and death is connected to what you think on and not just a random passing thought, what you think on all day, what you think on all night. And what what the Lord is telling us to do anytime something comes up. Anything comes up. You want to be thinking, what did God say about this? Right? And throughout the entire Word of God, all the subjects are covered. I assure you. In some way, they're all covered. And the Spirit of God will help you see that if you look for it. And, but you cannot uh, get in faith and stay in strong faith by hearing a couple of good messages and then thinking and talking about the problem the rest of the day and the rest of the week. That doesn't work. You've got to reverse that. You hear about the problem long enough to find out what it is and you go, okay, I got that. Don't need to hear that anymore. <laughs> right? <laughs> I, I got you. I know what's going on. Now what do we do? We think about what God said. Is that Right? The rest of the day, the rest of the night, the next day and the next. And we talk that and we think that and we talk that. And what will happen? It will affect your heart. Verse 23, keep your heart with all diligence for out of it are the issues of life. And that's what he was saying. Don't let your heart get dried up and hard and bitter Because you have thought on the wrong things and you have believed junk and believed lies about God and about other people. Don't let that happen to your heart because now you're going to be in a place where you're not ready to believe. With the heart, man believes. But feed yourself and keep it well watered on the Word of God, night and day, all the time. All the time. That's why we keep making these classes. We're at 501 on our class number now. And we're going to keep going, keep going, keep going. Why? Because we never want to say, I couldn't find any faith teaching. Yeah, you can. Yeah, you can. And there's a lot of other good ministries out there too. Said out loud, I will feed on the word of God. I will think about what God said. Night and day. My whole life. And I will be victorious. Hallelujah. That's it for today. Our time is up. Come back tomorrow. There's a lot more to see here in Faith School. I've got victory, living inside Thank you for joining us at Faith School. Class is dismissed for today, but you can watch this and other episodes of Faith School free of charge at faithschool.org. For more information, visit our website or call us at 941-702-7390.